Let's go ahead and get started. Um, I think it'd be helpful if we kicked off if you kind of described your day-to-day, what it's like working uh, there at Baco and working in the industry. Yeah, of course. Um, so really what my day-to-day is like as a recruiter um, is to really make as many meaningful relationships as I can. Um, uh, so with that being said, um, I try and look for people who have certain skill sets um, that kind of value also um, and add value, I should say, to our client base, right? Um, so at the end of the day, this would include performing interviews, right, attending networking groups, um, you know, reaching out to people via phone and email and resumes that they sent into our either our postings or um, out on Career Builder or um, Dice, right? Um, as a technical guy, um, what, or as a technical recruiter, really what we do um, and what I focus on specifically um, is technology, right? And there's a ton of it out there. Um, but obviously, enterprises need certain skill sets that kind of fit that bill. Um, so on that day-to-day for me is really trying to go out and find pretty hard skill sets that, um, you know, only a couple of handful of people have. Uh, and try and see what type of relationship I can I can gain with them, right? Um, and from there, um, also try and add value to my clients from that relationship. Correct. So. Yeah. So then, what's uh, what's an example of one of the skill sets that you find yourself looking for a lot of the time? Yeah, um, so what we spend here um, doing a lot of is a lot of security, identity and access management in particular. Um, so one of the hard skill sets that we work on right now is uh, implementation of CellPoint. Um, CellPoint is a identity and access management tool for provisioning and deprovisioning, um, just in short. But uh, really what um, is hard about trying to find something like this, right, is that there's only about you know, I would say around 100 people in the country, uh, maybe maybe a little bit more than that, that uh, actually hold the, the training, right? Um, and mm-hmm. so it's a specific organization that you have to be sent to from another organization. They don't just accept anybody um, to get the skill set, right, or to get the training. And then from there, you know, pushing them out to our client. Um, however, you know, a lot of the times we're not able to send them over to get that training as we aren't the ones with the software, right? Um, so in that in that regard, it becomes a little bit more tedious at times um, in order to find people with, uh, you know, either that specific skill set or something that's close to that they can be trained up on. Yeah, so you say that's 100 people in the country that train on that. Um, do you know uh, how many of those people, I mean, are they close to Charlotte? Or are they across the country? What's that like? Yeah, um, so it's definitely across the country. Um, Charlotte is not the hub for it. This company is actually um, based in the United States, but um, with that being said, right, uh, that company is the only one that, and I think I might want to clarify this, um, that company is the only one that does the training, right? And with that being said, since it's a newer technology, um, there's only about 100 people who have gone to CellPoint to actually be trained in it, right? Um, so, so from that side of things, yeah, it it, uh, it, it kind of makes it a bit more difficult. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, a hundred people that have the training make it hard to find someone that is uh, open for the job. I guess. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
What's that like um, finding people with that such a little candidate pool? Um, it can be frustrating at times, right? Um, a lot of a lot of leads turn to silent, right? Um, and then from there to, um, you know, it, it's kind of you, you get really excited when you actually get someone on the phone and you you start going through an interview with them, right? Um, and we actually try and do everything either in house, um, which we'll get to a bit later. Um, but uh, so with that being said, right? I, I think the biggest thing there is just actually pushing for um, a little bit more on the um, – I'm losing my word track here. Sorry about that. Um, but I guess, I guess what it comes down to is a little bit frustrating, right, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It, 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 as far as the people that we can find, right, um, only half of them will really be able to come up uh, from a communication standpoint or really hold the values that we need from a client standpoint that they've asked us to kind of throw in. Because um, just just for argument's sake, right, um, if they're located on the East Coast or the West Coast, right, um, depending on where it is, but they still have to interact with teams that are either global or um, sitting on a different coast, something like that, right? So there's time differences. There's it's a lot of work to make sure that everyone lines up perfectly, right, um, from an organizational standpoint, from a culture standpoint, as well as from a skill set standpoint, right? Yeah, especially with such a niche skill set. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. So, okay, take a little off of that, what do you track when you do recruiting? How, like, do you track touch points like salespeople do? Do you track reaching out to candidates? What's that like? Yeah, um, so there's a number of things that we actually use um, to note down uh, our our interactions with candidates. Um, One of those things that we note down, and and we use a tool called Bullhorn. I don't know if you all have ever heard of that or not. Yep, I've heard Um, of it. But uh, Bullhorn actually does um, a tracking from really our conception of of the candidate, right, so from our first initial contact, um, all the way to placing that candidate. Um, and during those, um, during that phase, right, some of the things that we're jotting down, some of the things that we really need to know um, come down to salary requirements. Everyone has bills to pay, right? So we want to make sure that they obviously are getting what they need to, to be able to perform, right, um, on their skill set and obviously what's going on in the market. Um, so we have to be competitive there. Um, as well as, obviously, like I said, everyone needs to be able to, you know, have a comfortable life as well um, and and make sure that everything gets paid. Um, The other things that we look for, right, um, we have to make sure what they're looking for. Are they looking for for contracts, for direct hires, right? What industry do they want to sit in? Um, And what type of size of companies are they looking at, right? A lot of that we can find out, um, you know, by just looking at their resume, but um, a lot of the times, too, right, that, you know, it comes, uh, there might be a person that wants to get into healthcare that's just been in banking their entire career, right? Um, so we need to take that into account as well. Um, another thing that we like to jot down, too, um, is personality, right? Uh, we want to make sure that this individual that we're looking for um, is going to fit in with certain types of crowds, right? Um, we don't want to breed a bad environment for anybody um, or a bad culture. Um, so we want to make these people as successful as possible in that regard um, to put them around like-minded people. Um, with that being said, right, that breeds for a better environment, and uh, generally it will breed 
um, autonomousness, I would say, right, throughout the organization as everyone's on the same page. Um, a couple of other things that we look for, right, um, and things that we need to jot down when we're going through our interview process here, um, willingness to travel, right, um, if they're uh, willing to take a job out in California, right, are they willing to travel over to client sites on the East Coast or West Coast, um, right, I mean, it just kind of depends on that, too. Um, demographic of location that they're looking for, right? Um, so are they trying to stay, you know, away from the north side? Or are they trying to get down south? Do they want to be, what type of climate do they want to be in, right? Um, all of these things are deciding factors in, in closing a candidate, right? Um, so that's something else that we look into. Um, and any other driving factors that we look for, right, um, which might be um, skill-based. Um, you know, they can have... Um, it's, it's really important for me to know where they would like to expand their skill set, right? Um, so if someone's been working, doing more um, network engineering, right, and, uh, if they wanted to get into architecture, right, i got to be able to align them with a company that will then eventually allow them to do that, right? Um, or else, obviously, the retain rate for that individual might not be there, or the retention rate, I should say. Um, so those are some big deciding factors and, and big things that we note down on a daily basis, right, whenever we're dealing with with our candidates. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I'm glad you shared that with me. Um, what have you seen that recruiting organizations, companies, departments have done differently that was better than normal? Yeah, um, so good. Um, I think some of the biggest differences, um, you know, are – the culture, um, you know, from a from a, I work in a in a smaller and more niche shop. Um, you look at, you know, there's larger organizations out there that do exactly what we do, um, but you want to find something that has a, a healthy culture behind it, a healthy work environment, right? Um, salespeople, uh, well, I would say on our side, business development um, and recruiters, right, should probably sit on the same playing field. They all need to stay on the same page um, as as far as that goes right my business development member needs to probably um, have a good understanding of this person's goals and admirations as well right because um, he's actually the one who cultivates the, the meaningful relationship with our client um, so that's something that's big um, that I have seen kind of differs from company to company um, some other things right um, firms that recruit locally tend to understand their environments better, right? Um, so you have these firms that are out there that do national accounts. Um, they're not bad by any means, right? Um, by any means, or those not bad. However, um, from my standpoint, right, uh, everyone that I recruit is local to the Charlotte area. Um, I can give them, you know, I've been here for nine years. I've, I've, I've grown to know relationships around here, right, people around here that, that actually – um, have some authority in some of these companies, right? Um, I can just call them up and, and go from there or go down and, and sit down and have actually lunch with them or, or a dinner or something like that, right? Um, so that actually breeds a better environment, in my opinion, um, than a lot of the other firms that might be out there that, that kind of lack on doing that or, or lack the ability to do that. Um, so from that side, right, um, those are some of the biggest things. 
um, firms that will also, um, you know, give back to their consultants, um, i.e. using consultant appreciation parties, right, um, seeing that the firm actually supports these individuals. Um, to give them better growth opportunity, but that also allows them the opportunity to see some of the other, because we invite everyone that comes in, right, um, that we have out from every company. So this gives them the opportunity to really view, you know, the big picture of what we do and what we're driving for. Um, this also allows them to obviously get some networking in on their own, right? Um, so that actually adds a lot of value to both the client base and the customer, or sorry, the consultant. Um, so with that being said, that's another huge factor in there, right? Um, let's see. Some other things that might be all right is any other driving factors on why they would be looking, um, right, um, at the end of the day. Actually, that might be the wrong one. Um, actually performing face-to-face interviews. There we go. Now I'm back on track. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually performing face-to-face interviews is a big thing for us. Um, in order to get a good understanding of the person that you are dealing with, right, um, and to actually get a good lasting relationship, um, really that doesn't come from being on the phone and talking to them for five minutes. That comes down to, you know, me writing, you know, me having a face-to-face interaction, sitting down, really judging your big picture here on what you're really looking to do. A lot of people over the phone won't give you a lot of that information, and on top of that, you can't really read that individual at all either. Um, So with that being said, um, face-to-face interviews become a big part of the way in which that you're going to look at adding value from a culture perspective too. Um, And then obviously the biggest thing I think here um, that sets good firms apart from other firms or for um, is this the ability to give good and accurate feedback. Um, Everyone on both sides of the firm, right, um, from the interviews uh, to the client base, needs to have um, an accurate understanding of either why, you know, we are submitting them to the role, right, or, you know, if we submitted them in, they get an interview um, and and say that they don't get the job, um, we have to be able to convey that information back to them accurately. That allows them to grow right, allows them to prepare for the next interview, allows them to to really get a good grasp of, you know, where they fell short. Um, But it also, you know, gives gives us a little bit better um, understanding of, you know, where we can actually place this individual within corporations as well. So I think that that's a big driving factor, and I think that's one that is uh, very much a reason why recruiting firms actually do get a bad rap um, is the lack of feedback. Hmm. Okay, that's definitely something I didn't know. So that, thank you for uh, sharing that with us. Um, so moving on to uh, the next question, kind of rolls into what you were just sharing. What have you learned over the years being a recruiter? Speak on it, and on top of that, that is an, an honest um, role that would probably be coming down the road. Um, that is going to speed up your process, um, allow you to just give that person a call and say, hey, I have this thing that popped up. I think you'll be a great fit for it. Do you want me to go ahead and submit you in? I've already made the relationship, um, so I don't have to do all of that anymore, right? So it's all about recruiting smarter and not harder. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's, that's really uh, really valuable insight. I, I didn't even think about building those relationships ahead of time. 
Yeah, it's uh, one of the things that um, VACO has really pushed, right, um, is being more proactive than reactive. And over my two years here, um, I can truly say that that piece of information right there is a game changer. Uh, um, being able to, to, you know, just pick up the phone call and be like, hey, Bob, I got this role, right? Um, this is what's going on. I'm going to shoot you over the job description. If you can look at it and if you think it's something that you're going to like, um, here, you know, here's the company, here's the price point, and then we move from there, right? Because um, like you were saying before, we've already, we've already uh, obtained that relationship, right? Um, and so that trust factor is there. Um, and, and again, you have to follow up with these individuals. If you're going to be proactive with it, um, you know, you might not have something for three, four, five months for this individual, but, you know, every other month you're giving this person a call just saying, hey, right, just seeing how they're doing, um, seeing where they're at with their current contract or if they're already full-time, you know, how's everything going? Can I get you out to lunch, right? Um, stuff like that. I mean, it's all about gathering that. And um, the other side of that is, is that eventually, right, with that relationship, even if you don't end up placing them, they're going to want to come to you if they ever have any staffing needs, right, because they know your work ethic. They know, you know, who they can trust to come to and, and, and not be dodgy or, or be able to give that feedback, right, um, and not someone who's just there for themselves, I think, is the biggest thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a relationship-driven market, right? And right now, like, the, uh, as far as technology goes, at least, it is a candidate-driven market. So, you know, you kind of have to be more proactive than reactive or you're going to be behind the eight ball. Yeah. Yeah, I can only imagine. Um, last thing before we wrap up, what uh, – anything else you want to share you think could be valuable to people trying to learn about the industry, uh, how to get started, what to do, any tips, tricks that we missed out on, anything else they should know? Um, actually, I, I really want to just keep emphasizing – feedback, right, um, when it comes down to it. But if you're trying to break into the industry, though, um, that, that's, that's if you're already in the industry, feedback is huge. If you're trying to break, if you're trying to break into the industry, though, um, the big thing here is just do your research, right? Um, figure out what you like. Um, figure out your drivers, right? Um, if you like numbers or counting and finance might be the way for you, right? If you like building computers, technology might be the thing for you. Um, but definitely know that, you know, y your knowledge base is going to expand. Um, and so as far as going into or, or recruiting on, um, on these things, just know that nothing's the same. Um, one, one client might come to you with one big um, work order, right? And then another client might come with you to you for the same sort of identity and access management, but it's completely different tool you've never heard of, right? So you're going to have to go out there and do your research on that tool. Um, so the biggest thing here, right, is self-education is huge um, in our industry, right? So no one's going to be able to teach you this along the way. Um, it's stuff that you're going to have to kind of pick up uh, and learn on your own. So continuous education is, is a big part of what we do. Cool, cool. Well, that's, uh, that's also awesome, awesome content. Thanks for sharing with me thanks for sharing with the people that listen to this in a week or two and thanks for your time for sure yeah you are very welcome is there anything else that i can answer for yeah, um one of the things that we just touched on right um transparency is key um that is one thing 
that um, I can't stress enough um, in this industry because uh, there's, a, you know, 2,000 other people calling this one person, right? Um, but what's going to make you stand out? It's going to be the fact that, you know, you're, you're out there for their best interest, and, and that is being transparent, right, um, in nature. Um, so people are not so easy to deal with. Um, just to jump on to another point here, um, you know, people are very unpredictable um, at, at, you know, so sending them into um, an interview, being able to walk them into that interview, right, um, usually gives uh, a bit better of a turnout, right? Um, so if they know that I'm going to be there to walk, walk them in, I have a higher chance that that person is going to end up showing up. Um, you add a little bit from that side, um, a little bit different spin from, from that side, I should say. Um, so those are some of the bigger things that are out there. Um, so I think one of the other things here um, that I have learned is that you have to really truly submerge yourself into the type of recruiting that you're doing. Um, I can't really ca uh, talk on the accounting and finance or operations side of things as it's not in my area, um, but one thing I can talk on um, is the IT side. Um, me personally, I am involved in Agile Carolina here in Charlotte. I am an ISACA board member um, on the board of directors. Um, I also am a uh, certified scrum master, right? All those things that technically aren't required for my job, um, but do add value in every aspect, right? Um, and so because I'm submerging myself, I make new connections. Not only that, I expand my knowledge, which is the biggest key here. Um, knowing your targeted audience and knowing what type of um, systems or servers or any type of technology that you're going to be dealing with, right, uh, I don't, I can't say that I have hands-on experience, right? I can speak at a good 50,000 level view of a lot of these things that we're dealing with, um, but never, never hands-on. So it's good to talk to people who actually have those hands-on experiences, right? And not in a, not in a professional setting, more so in a, you know, it, it, it's a personal setting, to be honest, at these user groups, because you can ask questions, right, that are, you know, that, that might be a little bit off the wall, but at the end of the day, you're going to learn something from it, right? And it's something that you wouldn't want to show, you know, whenever you're performing an interview or something like that. So it's just going to help feed that interview process later on down the road. Um, which is a big, big deciding factor on, on who's going to end up trusting you to actually place them, right? So, yeah, moving forward, that kind of parlays into our next question of any tips or tricks you can share to getting started as a recruiter? Yeah, um, definitely. Just to touch back on like the meetup groups, right? Um, start your own user group. Um, that. Um, is a huge thing. That's one thing for me personally that I have done um, and that I'm a big driver for here in my office. Um, I actually am the biggest advocate for it um, in nature that people come to me to kind of get, get advice, right, on how to name it, who to target it to, right? You need to be specific with these things but um, and have a targeted audience like I was saying before. But um, that that's a huge factor in my success as of, as of today. Um, and interview or call anyone that you think might be a good fit for your role. Um, and it doesn't need to be, and, it, and I think role was actually the wrong word to use there. I think the best thing to use there is for your client. 
Um, the reason being is that your client might have a role down the road, right, that you know of because they use a certain software, they use a certain technology um, that they're not calling out as of yet. Um, but you never know what's going to happen in a year's time from now or three months' time, right? Um, so with that being said, as long as you continue to have – or be more proactive in your searches, you're going to then, right, reap the benefits from that later on down the road because you're not going to have to go through the, the painstaking of, uh, of actually going out and researching who to find, right, bring them in, interview them, um, and then get them submitted into the role, right, um, which is all the process that you kind of have to go through. Um, after you, if you bring them in before you have the role already, right, um, as long as you know that you can